This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street podcast. I'm Bruce, and I'm joined by Nolan. Hey, Nolan. Hey, Bruce. Good to be here again. Cannot wait to talk about DMB as the pseudo-summer tour continues. Absolutely, and we have something very special this week and very different as well, Nolan. We're very excited for this Um so, I mean, should we just go ahead and kick right into it? We have a lot to talk about. And, I mean, where has the Pseudo Summer Tour Bus made its stop this week? Well, Bruce, it has made its annual pilgrimage to SPAC. Yes, the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. DMB is back. Back. Back to SPAC. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so we're making our jaunt up to Saratoga Springs, New York, the spa city. Um, for SPAC, I know that it was supposed to be July, was it 10th and 11th, I believe, this year, Nolan? And that obviously yes. did not happen. So we created something for you guys that we thought would be a little different, but would also help tell the story of the greatness SPAC has experienced over the past 26 years or so. Um, Nolan, why don't you tell them what we decided to do this week? I would love to do that, Bruce. We curated our dream set list. We have picked the best of the best from SPAC in the band's entirety. 26 years of performing there. That is nuts. And actually, there's a nice little in-depth article from Saratoga Living on The Church of Dave. So Hmm. it's got a nice history of the band uh, performing in SPAC dating back to 1994. Bruce, there was so much to go through on this. You did a masterful job. So why don't you tell them, our listeners, our dear fans, exactly what they can expect from this dream set list? Yeah, for sure. Um, And first, yeah, great pointing out that Church of Dave article. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to link to that in our show notes in our um, you know, little write-up that you can see along with our podcast. That has been something shared around social media and everything. Um, I'm sure people have probably seen the cover of it. People have been very excited about it. So now if you haven't had a chance to read it, Nolan, you just sent it this morning. I haven't read it. So now I'm going to have to sit down and take a gander. Um, And hopefully others will as well. But yes, so we wanted to do a best of set list, a dream set list from all 
of the years from SPAC. We wanted to take some of the better performances, some of our favorite songs, place them in our favorite slots, create segues, make new things, mixing all of these different years, weaving it in and out, lots of cutting, pasting, editing, Nolan, and we have come with our dream set list and we want to thank all of those that helped kind of point us in the right direction for some of these songs here um our friends brad Corey, sean others thank you all very much for um submitting a lot of suggestions um we took some of them some of them (laughs) they were terrible i mean let's be serious i mean really you think (laughs) we're gonna put that in our no i'm just kidding um but we really appreciate all of that, um, all of the you know extra stuff that you included with your own SPAC experiences. Um, just fantastic. We really, really appreciate that. And Nolan, you're right. I mean, DMB began its SPAC in 1994, headlining the Horde Festival back then. And they've played there pretty much every year. I think Sands 99, maybe. Um, and then, you know, 2011 I guess you could say that they weren't there again Um, but you know Dave has been to Saratoga and absolutely loves it and I think that our set list proves that Um, and before we kick right into it one more thing spoiler alert if you do not want to know the set list before listening to this show go listen to the other episode that we've also now released Um, we're also going to place it on SoundCloud so if you want to go spoiler free listen to the show straight through please do um that's kind of how i would want to do it i'd want to be like oh man i wonder what's coming oh i wonder what's coming oh that was cool didn't expect that just like a dmb show nolan so um you know just in case you guys don't want to know what the set list is go ahead listen to the show and we'll include the timing of each song as well in there so that you know where to skip through if you are like i don't want to listen to that or where's that you know there will also be, you know, some notes there as well. Nolan, I'm done talking. Introduce us to the show. Let's kick into this. The Corner of Gray Street Podcast Dream Spec Set List. All right, all right, all right. If you have two hours and 53 minutes to spare, which I know you do, <laughs> if you're stuck at home like most people are, give it a listen. Bruce threw this together. It is very well done and yes spackers it is one set list you guys are used to getting two nights of pure epicness <laughs> i don't want to hear any complaining this is just one set list the best of the best also spa city is it because there are a lot of spas there because i'm a big spa guy <laughs> so get back to us on that i need to know about spas in saratoga okay thanks first up <laughs> Yeah, you better believe it. That's a blue water tease. Not blue water baboon farm. Very sorry, Matt Norlander. Just a blue water tease from 72901. Wow. Blue water teases back in 01. That was was popular in the uh around the 2010 to 2013 range, Bruce, but making an appearance in 01 right into the seek up from July 30th. 2001 night two it's back that year and bruce a lot of people think that every um every song has its best version ever from spack that is not true (laughs) but it is true in this case seek up this is the best version of seek up no ifs ands 
for butts about it. Absolutely. Um, and everyone knows this version. Version. If you don't um, get your head out of the sand and not only listen to it here, but go find the Copper Pot video on YouTube because oh. it is fantastic. It is mostly a zoomed in on the screen there at SPAC. Um, it's a video capture of that, and you can really see Dave's emotion during the whale here. He is completely out of control while remaining in control, if that makes any sense there. Um, but it is, you know, arguably the best Dave whale of all time. Um, the band is just crushing the entire song, um, just bringing it to a masterful, just marvelous peak there with Dave screaming, the band going all, you know, it's just utter chaos. Carter's crushing it, Boyd's wailing. I mean, it's really, really awesome. Um, and yeah, Nolan, that Blue Water tease came from night one of 2001 that year. And Saratoga Springs has a lot of beautiful springs, has a lot of beautiful water. And the Finger Lakes region up in that area, just kind of northern New York, whatever, mid, whatever you want to call it, New York, has a lot of beautiful springs, a lot of beautiful lakes. So Blue Water is a very apropos opener here leading into that seek up. Would you call it beautiful water oh, tease? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely would. Hmm. And they got to keep the dad jokes coming. <laughs> I love it. I'd absolutely I practice them. love it. But um, yeah, that was, it's just such a great way. We've talked about it before, how Seek Up is just a great way, nearly perfect way to open any show. And, you know, I think that the way that we segue out of this and straight into the next song is um, pretty good, if I may say so myself. Oh, yeah. We're going Blue Water Tees into Seek Up, and that segues into Pig from 72902. And that is the opener from an awesome night, too, back back in July that year. And we will visit this show a lot throughout our dream set list. They, they brought it that night in 2002, Bruce. Um, man, what a way to open a night, too, at SPAC. Pig? Are you kidding me? Come on. <laughs> I know, exactly. And I'm pretty sure Pig has opened several times at SPAC now. Um, yeah. More, you know, maybe three, four times Pig has opened. Maybe more. I don't know. We, sh- we should have looked fair. that up. I don't think that we... There's no real way for us to look that up, though. I don't think that there's a resource that we could utilize for that. We'll just have to make it up, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Nolan, that O2 show, great, great show. And I was very close to putting the Pig from O4 in there. Um, as oh. you um, as you astutely pointed out, that the segue we're about to use was also used in 2004, and I was very close to utilizing it here. But this 2002 version is absolutely fantastic. Dave's voice is money, and Boyd and Roy. I mean, come on, Boyd and Roy peak. Boyd and Roy on Pig. You just can't get much mm. better than that. And Nolan, as we wind this song down, you know what it leads into. You know what I was gonna choose: the Stone. But which version of the stone did we choose? Bruce, we chose June 13th, 2009. <laughs> I think I can hear SPAC. all of the SPAC fans cheering right now. I, I hear them. Oh, no, I do too. It's it's nice to hear uh, crowds cheering again. Um, but they think this is the best stone. But it's not. <laughs> 
Well, Bruce, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, they absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of um, big time feels for this song. The the Spackers they love this version, and I'm here to tell them I'm not even so sure this is the best performance of the song at Spack. Um, Ooh. I do think it's an over, it's a good version. Um, Dave and Jeff on the outro just crush it. But people think that it's five to ten, you know, top five to ten of all time. Some say it's the best of all time, and I'm not so sure about that. Um, I think that there are several others from SPAC that are cleaner, um, better versions, while maybe not better outros. Um, I think, you know, mm. Boyd has been better than this. Um, they just don't really nail every aspect of the song, but that's okay. We had to include it. We we bent the knee. We said, hey, you guys requested it. Here it is. Um, everyone, you know, just absolutely loves it. And I think both of us really, really love the outro. Oh, yeah, we love the outro. And first, I just want to give a credit to DMB for doing this in 2004. Pig into stone to open the show. I mean, kudos to the Matthews band for that one. Yes. Um, but yes, this outro, I don't know. As the song was started and was going along, I was like, okay, you know, it's pretty pretty standard. Although Boyd, it like comes in super aggressively playing very loudly um, <laughs> in parts of it. And I was like, what is going on with this? But the outro is money and Dave is singing Fools Rush In um, along with the crowd. It is... It's very good. Yes, this is a this is a great version of the song. Yeah, um, you know, no arguments there. Just still not sure if it'll be top five or ten in my, in my eyes. In my eyes, um, but we can argue later. Spac fans, DM us, comment, tell us how wrong I am. Nolan and I have to credit you here. We we were thinking oh. about what to put here after Stone. Um, and you know, wasn't really quite sure if we there would be a segue or anything because the stone ends very harshly. It's hard to segue into anything. But there was yes. something that you recommended we include in this set that I was a little hesitant on because I was just like, eh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, you know, do we want to throw this in or not? Um, and then after thinking about it, after we had tossed back different ideas and then trying it. Nolan was absolutely right. This is fully his idea to include this in here, and it is one of the better things that SPAC has seen, or more, one of the more surprising things, I think, that has occurred up there um, just out of the blue. And, Nolan, what did they just hear coming directly out of the Stone outro? Throwing it all the way back to 2019 for this one. Mm-hmm. But, Bruce, they just heard DMB covering Back in Black while Dave sings the Stayin' Alive lyrics by the Bee Gees over top. Oh, yeah. And uh, this was busted out as the outro for Jimmy Thing in 2019. And it is the highlight, I believe, of that show for me. And mainly just because the crowd goes absolutely insane. The videos are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, an, it's an all-time moment, I think. And I don't know if it's because... It was so unexpected, or if they're really big ACDC and Bee Gees fans up in Saratoga, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but my guess is they're probably just glad that Jimmy Thing had a different outro. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that is definitely part of it. Um, and you're right, the crowd does go ballistic. And it really worked for it, for us to do that segue. Um, to As soon as the Stone outro, the last note of it is the first note of the Back in Black. Um, and yes. the crowd goes nuts just as they would if they actually did that, which the band should do that, by the way. DMB, I know you're listening. Use this. Don't you? Don't, we don't need the credit. We don't need any of that. We just want you to do it. Um, but yeah, no. Fonz, plant the seed. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and it was a little weird to end this song. So I think that this was our most odd um, transition out of a song. It, we just had to cut it and just end it. It's a very you know because it was going into um, fly like an eagle. We we didn't want to use that. That's that's not nearly as cool. Um, mm-hmm. This doesn't work. We didn't. Who, want, who wastes time on Fly Like an Eagle? Good cover, but no thanks. Um, and so we just kind of had to end it abruptly here. But, Nolan, that was a great idea. So glad you pushed for that. I think this, this is one of the more oh, fun parts um, of the show, just to kind of listen to really quickly and just be like, oh, man, yeah, that was that rocked. Oh, yeah, and I've, I'll say great editing on your part. We both had the same idea of that. You got to make the transition on that downbeat, that final note of stone into that first note of back in black. And it, when that synced up, oh my gosh, it was just like, yes. <laughs> it rocks your world. Yes, we were rocking. The SPAC crowd was rocking. And then, Bruce, they get one of my favorite songs of all time up next. And, I mean, just a just a blistering run to open this show. You never know. From June 8th, 2012. And Bruce, I think you saw this live in your one and only SPAC weekend. Yep, sure did. This was night. This came from night one, uh, SPAC 2012. And this is the only time I've been up there. And it was a is a nice opening run to the show. We had a nice Proudest Monkey opener. Um, and then Don't Drink the Water. And then You Never Know. And this You Never Know was used on the uh, 2012 summer tour sampler, so you know it's good. Um, Dave flubs a few lyrics, but Jeff owns this outro. And, you know, we go from his complete domination on the end of the stone to another complete total annihilation domination here in You Never Know. And this is, I mean, this is just one of my um, favorite versions of, of the song. As I've only seen it live, I think twice now um mm-hmm. 07 and 2012 but this is just one of my favorite versions to listen back to because of jeff here i think it's just really really good and i obviously had to throw in a song from uh the weekend that i went uh, there were some others i guess we could choose from but i think that this overall was the better choice and it fits really nicely here in this set just a slight cool down but jeff brings it back up and it leads us into another one of um our favorite songs Nolan, unless you have more about this you never know, I think uh, the next song people will be really interested in as well. No, I'll just add that, I mean, it's a great, great version. I've only seen it one time live, and uh, that was us at that same concert in Charlotte. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's ever been a bad version of you never know. And I will shout out Copper Pot right now. Because today, on the day we recorded, he posted um, the 
David Letterman DMB performance on top of the Ed Sullivan Theater uh, on the rooftop there playing You Never Know, and it is magical. So go check that yes. out if if you need if you need some good vibes. It is so 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 good, and so is this next song, Shotgun. Yes, the only time it was played in 2008, June 21st. Bruce, although Shotgun is not the same as it was in 2006, this is still a good version. A lot of wailing, pretty epic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, it's not quite as good as we thought, at least for you know the 2006 versions are just epic. Um, and I think this... Did you mention this already? I apologize if you did. This was the only time it was played in 2008. Um, the hell. What yeah. The, do you even listen? No, I don't. What? I mean, what? What in the world is going on with that? Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I was actually um, why I didn't listen. I was looking at this uh, 6:21:08 set list again, and it's just <laughs> absolutely unreal. The the night two show that year. I mean, they got this. The one and only shotgun, a dreaming tree, a full forty, um, a dream so real out of nowhere, um, money into money. That's what I want, which is one of mm. our favorite one-two combos for covers. Um, a Jimmy thing full of antics. Nolan, this was just a slam-packed show, and we had to pull a song from that. Oh yeah, we had to bust out the tiny little red guitar too. I mean. We can't have a dream set list without that making an appearance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, great, great point. We did have to bring out the tiny red guitar. Um, so that was a fun version. And we've got another fun version that kicks in right here. You know, we've had a couple of two short or shorter songs here after some early jams. Um, and we get back into jamming right here with uh, one of the kings of jamming. Nolan, we've waxed on about this song before. Uh, this is The Lie in Our Graves with Trey Anastasio from August 14th, 2007. And if you haven't heard episode 10 of our deep dive into that show, please go back, listen to it, pause, go back right now, download it, listen. It's great. Um, and we took a deep dive into that show and this version. So we've waxed on about this um, before. But, and, and so what else is there to say? It's just absolutely great. Trey Anastasio, yes. Saratoga. Got to see Trey's return to stage as he was a Saratoga resident resident at that time. And uh, like we said, we talked a ton about it in episode 10. But I'll add, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say potentially the best line our graves there's ever been. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Um, Trey has two versions of line our graves that are very good and there's a lot of good graves that's a that's a strong statement i don't even know if i'd go that far nolan and maybe you're gonna convince mm. me to um that is uh yeah what do you what does everyone else think hit us up do y'all think that this is the best liner graves of all time um and if not then what is because hey if we haven't talked about it on this podcast we'd love to and we'd love to break it down yes. we broke down the best grace is gone last week um so yeah maybe it's time to go into even more Maybe we should just do a full episode of the, the best versions of all time of a few songs. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that would be incredible. And, yeah, shout out to Trey for just his inspired playing 
on this line our graves and uh speaking of inspired songs we follow up on our graves with some devil from the same show the first full band some devil dedicated to trey um man this is one this is one of my all-time favorite songs um that the band has released on a cd it is it is so good i was from the 2007 summer tour sampler and oh when carter kicks in that first time and you're like oh my gosh it's the full band (laughs) and then rashawn and boyd the licks that they play it is just so like subtle and perfect it's like dang they could have just if they had done this in the studio it would have been perfect just as is like that yeah absolutely agree and you're right this was a perfect you know follow-up to that lie in our graves um you know at the show and it's perfectly placed here for us as well um this is another one that nolan made sure we put in here and if you know i would have i think overlooked it actually nolan and i'm really glad that we put it in there because you're right it is just one of the just such a great moment when Carter kicks in there and, you know, when you realize, oh, well, this isn't just the normal Dave solo, um, you know, some random song. They're, they're kicking it into gear here. And Rashawn and Boy just add so much. I wish they'd played that song. They'd play that song full band more. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a shame, honestly. Um, but they haven't given enough of those Some Devil songs, the full band treatment and um, hopefully we'll see some soon down the road. But Nolan, I thought that, you know, leading out of this and Dave saying it was good to see Trey in Anastasio again and the crowd's going nuts. So we had to bring the crowd down to attention a little bit. We needed to bring their attention back to Dave. You know, they're going crazy, Trey, all this stuff. I mean, come on, this isn't a fish show, people. We need <laughs> you to be listening to Dave's guitar, and we pull you in with a number 34 tease from July 1st, 2005. This is, at this point, it had still not been played since uh, March 23rd, 1993, and Nolan, this was the only time 34 has made any sort of appearance at Saratoga right here, and we threw it in. Um, a little tease. This is the only time they've ever done anything with it. Like, wow, they must not really like SPAC, I guess. <laughs> Cry me a river. <laughs> we, I pulled one in here that had uh, Dave on the 12-string um, because it was played, it was actually teased on the 12-string right before Gray Street at this 2005 show, and it was going to fit perfectly for what we wanted to do in this set list. And so 34 tees on the 12-string directly, into JTR Nolan from which show did we choose here and why did we choose this version well before we go into JTR we will make note that 34 was actually liberated eight days later after this performance uh, in Mansfield Massachusetts so be on the lookout yes be on the lookout next week uh, we might talk a little bit more about that. Ooh, uh, foreshadowing. But you have number 34 teased on the 12-string, and then you know we got to keep the 12-string going. JTR from May 26, 2013. 
Liberation, Bruce. It was last played in July of 2010. And uh, reports are that it was likely influenced by the weather, which was rainy and cold all weekend. Yes, Memorial Day weekend, cold in Saratoga. Uh, Dave apparently wore a scarf that entire weekend, (laughs) and there were heaters on stage. And night one had a showtime temp of only 43 degrees. What in the world? Oh. I think that they knew that it was a uh, it was a mistake going in there in May. It's like, oh, so we're still rolling the dice. So they've hit there in like <laughs> July and August. <laughs> Most of the other years they've been there. I don't know what they were thinking that year. Uh, but Nolan, the fact that you said that that was a liberation, it hadn't been played in three years. I mean, what a crime. Like another thing that Dave should have been in prison for. What the hell, <laughs> JTR? I mean, play that song all the time. They nail it. And they do, and they do it again here. I mean, this is just... Just a great version. Um, Dave has some nice scatting. Carter's great. Um, Jeff throws a little extra rolls on his lick. That's a weird thing to say. On the lick that he's saying, mm. uh, he's playing there at the end. Mm. The and it was um, that was fun to hear. I'm sure the Spat crowd absolutely ate it up. I mean, a Liberation JTR right there, boom. And in this show, segueing right out of a 34 tees, crowd's going to go nuts. And this segues into another 12-string song, Nolan, just perfectly placed here by the band. Um, and that was Minarets. And oh. we dug all the way to 2000 for this version. Live tracks 11, August 29th, 2000. You may know it well, and Nolan and I really, really love this version. Yes, and minarets, not typically played on the 12-string. So, Bruce, that was quite the nice find by you here. Uh, It was the first minarets in nearly two years. Uh, (laughs) Very, very glad the band changed course on that in uh, in the last two decades. But, Bruce, the highlight of this song is obviously Carter hitting the gong. Let's hear it right now. Oh my god. When I need to know everything there is to know about when Carter added a gong, <laughs> when he got rid of the gong and what he, what he used the gong for other than this, I don't I know. This was news to me and I need to know everything. I know. I need he needs to bring it back. Bring back the gong. I mean, you know, Carter hitting the gong is just I mean, it's epic. Like it's just it's hilarious. It's awesome. It fits minarets it's perfectly a, um, so godlike yeah oh yes yeah perfect that's that's all that needs to be said right there boom done it is <laughs> godlike um and you know after playing something like a gong you probably need to take a little rest and after playing something like jtr into minarets you, the band probably needs to just settle down a little bit so we decided that we needed to throw a little cool down here in the middle of the set and I think this is something that they should do. Anyways, I think Nolan and I have both talked about this before. Implementing yes. not only um, you know the band doing something acoustically, or Dave, you know, doing a solo thing here in the mid set, he does that. But Tim on the acoustic. So we brought in an acoustic version here of this song, and it actually is just Dave, Tim, and Carter, um, and it just kind of you know, fades out of minarets and here we go. They're just going to settle down a little bit and rest for a couple songs, kind of go acoustic here and um, tell us about it, Nolan. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we, 
we love the idea of like a little mid-set break and um, Dave has been digging it playing his little solo songs uh, to give the rest of the band a breather but I think just prime real estate for Dave and Tim acoustic and then sure let's throw Carter in the mix too um, man it, it sounds so different too it's it's just a, a different feel at a full band DMB show and super unique. We have some more unique stuff like that coming up a little bit later. Just a cool version. But Bruce, next up, we have one of my favorite moments that has ever happened at SPAC. And I, yes, I have not been to SPAC. <laughs> yeah, but you're, I've never you been. can still speak on this. That doesn't matter. Yes. And I'm going to. But this is... It's incredible. I uh, I remember watching the set when when this got busted out, and I was just blown away. Friend of the Devil with Bella Fleck from the Fourth of July, twenty fifteen, played to honor the Grateful Dead because their Fare Thee Well concert was going on in Chicago that same weekend. One of my favorite Grateful Dead songs, and. Holy smokes, do they nail it. Also, shout out to friend of the podcast, Alex Day, who was at this show. Ooh. Uh, says it is one of his all-time favorite shows and SPAC moments. He's been there several times, but man, oh, this is so good. It's it's one of my favorite covers they've ever done, and I wish they had done it more than just once. I know. I really do, too. Um what's that only two Grateful Dead songs they've ever covered with Eyes of the World after Jerry passed and then this um, you know just mm-hmm. a couple of nods thrown in there you know so almost 20 years apart actually 95 to 2015 but absolutely I mean it's a it's a great song and Bella just makes it so much better and the fact that they did it acoustically I think makes it that much better and you know this is enough yes. this is part of the reason that we had to throw in that uh, Dave Carter and Tim recently because there is no way we're going to do a best of SPAC show and not include this version um, or this song, excuse me. It was so much fun. So awesome to see, Um, you know, like you said, we had the great, they had the fair, the well, grateful dead shows there. um, Grateful dead 50 um, in Chicago and our friend, uh, Mr. Lion, our Graves dominator, Trey Anastasio, was actually, actually uh, the Jerry, or, you know, now as Dead & Co. is going, John Mayer is doing it, so that was Trey's role uh, for those special shows, so that's pretty cool. Um, great shout-out by the band, um, and would love to know, you know, whose idea this was and how they chose that particular song. Uh, maybe we'll get to ask someone someday, Nolan, but... Maybe, and I'm going to jump in real quick. Please. And for, for all the deadheads out there, because I know there are some deadheads who are also DMB fans, uh, Bill Walton, shout out. This is the way the song should be played. And this is so much like the studio um, mm-hmm. Grateful Dead version. I have always thought that it is a shame that they turned Friend of the Devil into a slower ballad mm-hmm. live. I... Oh, it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And I uh, saw it with Dead and Company and Raleigh um, a few years ago. And I was like, oh, I just wanted like 
I just wanted to pick up steam so bad and get into it, and it was just, oh, it was just so slow. But <laughs> yeah, if if you disagree, that's fine. You can take it up with us on social media. Yeah. But uh, this this is the version. This is it. This is how you do it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's got a great pace to it, and it's easy to easy easy to dance to. Um, very very nice. And so we had to, you know, once we bring Bella on stage, you can't just have him for one song everyone um Mm -hmm. so we had to keep him and there's uh several uh songs to choose from for bella throughout the history of you know them playing its back we looked at going back to even 1997 um where he guessed it on a few songs and um we ultimately settled on a song that we um looked at several different spack versions a couple different versions for but we had to keep bella and that's dreaming tree nolan from night one of that 2015 run uh july 3rd 2015 and this is a fantastic version shout out to the 62108 uh that june show we talked about earlier um that we will reference a few times here in this show we thought about that one the outro is spectacular thank you to brad for pointing just particularly to the outro for us, but I, we had to keep Bella, man. I mean, this is just, this is an epic, epic situation we've got going on here. Yeah, and I'll just add this to the list of reasons I'm jealous Alex Day has experienced certain DMB things in his life. Uh, Bella on Dreaming Tree, that's just not fair, man. Not fair at all. This is just a delight. It's a delight to hear. <laughs> And I wish, I just wish they would play Dreaming Tree more. It's just an absolute masterpiece of a song. And Bruce, I think I texted you this the other day, and I'm not, I'm not sure. Actually, it was about Dreaming Tree. Yes, I said, can you imagine writing a song like Dreaming Tree and never playing it? I know. Yeah, it's um, it's baffling. Uh, I don't, I don't get it at all. It is just a masterful <laughs> piece of music, really. Especially, you know, just every part of the band, every part of Dave's songwriting, like everything is just, you know, on display here. And while it may be, you know, a little slower at times, um, you know, through most of the song, the the outro is just always fantastic. And this one, you know, you really, you get a duel kind of between Bella and Jeff in the jam section. Jeff on the flute and Bella, banjo, obviously they're just going back and forth with each other. Um, it's just a real treat. I wish it was played a lot more. And thank goodness Spack got Bella on it because, I mean, I don't know what we do without an epic version of Dreaming Tree, you know, that wasn't in like 1998 with Bella. Oh no, and for all of you out there that have seen Eurovision, Will Ferrell's new movie on Netflix, I feel like the angry Icelandic guy screaming, Play ya ding dong! About DMB playing dreaming tree just play dreaming tree do it <laughs> play ya ding dong i need to watch that then yes very funny <laughs> well that was just an absolutely epic run of songs there thank you bella for joining the show um you know that was thank you for coming out to spack we appreciate your service um Nolan, we get towards the end of the set here, and we bring in a song that is one of my favorite songs, just, you know, period. But this is just one of my favorite versions ever. Just so solid. Nails it. The band nails it. And it's from one of my favorite shows, actually. 
to listen to um, ever. And that's from July 2nd, 2004. This is Don't Drink the Water from that show. Um, Just a great version. And I think we both have very high praise for the song Don't Drink the Water anyways. Yes, we do. I feel like I saw it at each of my first 10 shows and about eight of those were openers. Uh, (laughs) It is... It's a great song. I wonder if it gets played more in uh, Saratoga because of the, the nature of the song, but it is... It's just a classic, a classic DMB one one you never get tired of hearing. And yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you picked this one and showed some some O four some love because as people are probably tired of hearing us say on the podcast, two thousand four was GOAT. And speaking of GOATs, Bruce. Another four letter acronym coming up. <laughs> BOA. From July 2nd, 2005. And Bruce, this is our main set closer. Mm-hmm. Yep, we are throwing you a little curveball here. We'd love for the band to do this as well. Um, just a year to the day after that Don't Drink the Water, we get this Best of What's Around. And this was actually the show opener um, for that uh, July 2nd show. Nolan, just a little background here. And this was pointed out by our friend Brad. Um, and you can see this on the Almanac as well, everybody. Uh, the band had actually traveled to Philadelphia after the Night One show for the Live Aid performance. And, I, and Nolan, I remember this pretty vividly. I don't know how many other mm-hmm. people do, but the band played a four-song set there. Um, it was um, streamed across the world to millions, billions, whatever. A ton of people were watching, and they played four songs. I was watching. You said you were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember vividly. Exactly. Um, I'm... I, I do too. And so they had to, they played that um, that July 2nd day and then they had to rush back to SPAC for night two and they play they opened the show with just a fantastic best of what's around. Roy is great and mm-hmm. um, Dave you know kind of let the SPAC crowd know how him and Roy felt about them uh, later on in that show. Nolan, why don't you tell them what why don't you just give the SPACers a little uh, a little Dave acknowledgement here? Yes, Dave clearly loves them, says it's always good to come here. Everybody here, I tell you, Roy and I were talking about it. This room and this crowd got a great energy every year we come here. So thank you very much. And, you know, I guess it's one of those situations where the crowd gives back good vibes to Dave every time they've been there. So Dave then returns the favor with some pretty epic, unique songs and... Man, they've had some killer moments there, and they don't stop now. They keep going into this first encore, Bruce. Absolutely. We um, we head out of the main set, and then the crowd gets a little antsy. They start chanting, okay? And SPAC, they're known for their chants. So we had to throw in one here from June 5th, 2010, and it was a last stop chant. I mean, who wouldn't want to chant for last stop? Nolan, you and I have been guilty of this many a We've time. Um, to no avail, really. But this led to a little tease by Dave, which you will hear here, which you will hear in the show. Um, and, you know, that's kind of all he gave him there in 2010. And that's all he's going to give him right here for the moment. Because leading out of that last stop tease, 
he goes right into Dancing Nancy's, a solo Dancing Nancy's, Nolan, that we jacked from July 29th, 2002, another 2002 performance. And this is a pretty rare treat and very, very nice to have. Yeah, and this is something that you and I have talked about for a very long time that we wish uh, would happen more often. Just an E1 Dave solo song that isn't a Dave solo song. It's a full band song. Uh, this would just be, it would just be so cool to see. And, um, you had noted that Gravedigger was actually on the set list to be played Dave solo, but Dave decided to bust this one out and first Nancy's since May of 2001. So it was on a bit of a hiatus there, which is pretty uncommon for Nancy's. Um, but I, highly recommend listening to this uh you've you've heard plenty of dave solo the past four months but i don't think you've heard it uh well i think you have um but this this nancy's at spac is must must listen oh yeah it's uh you know basically our version of must see tv um and you know speaking of and just awesome you know kudos today for doing that and um you know, another kudos to him for doing this. Our second slot of this encore here is the first full band number 40 in uh, two, since 2000. This is the 621-2008 show again, Nolan. And we get number 40 full band. This is the first full 40 period since 2001 at Giant Stadium. And the first one um, featuring more than just Dave since 2000 at Deer Creek. And this wow. is this is pretty fun. This is pretty awesome. And this was a perfect place to put it here in this little encore. Give you a little tease of, um, you know, Dave Solo. And then, oh, sh- the band's kicking in. Oh, yeah. And I remember when uh, when they did this and immediately trying to download the song as soon as the tape was available. But, I mean, this is at least since 2000 the best version of 40 um there were a few in the 90s that uh dave like super got into uh the yoshis in particular version but this one ooh, is a classic and uh your buddy brad had this to say is it a spack show if there isn't at least a number 40 tease having the last two full versions one full band and one Dave solo in the last 19 years. You have to think 40's home is securely at SPAC. SPAC has had 10 forms of 40 over the years. Two fulls, three partials, five teases. This version is amazing due to the fact that it's full band after Dave teases it the night before, much to the crowd's amusement, and Dave promises to do his homework for the next day, which he certainly delivers. Fun fact, You and Me was written the same weekend as the 62108 lyrics. Hmm. That is, that is a fun fact? good stuff. I think it's a fun fact. I think it's uh, it's very fun at all. No, I'm just kidding. You and me's fine, and we all know it was it's a fact. <laughs> yeah, it is a fact. fact. Jack. Um, uh, Dave even mentions after the song, like, "This is my most recent version. Thank you for indulging us." And then, obviously, it's hilarious that Dave always says, "Thanks for indulging me" when he plays songs that he knows everyone wants to hear and not just the uh the hits oh yeah he's a troll he's a troll for sure um but that is that uh, thanks for that brad 
appreciate the run down there. And that is just yeah, good stuff. It is awesome to have a full 40. I wish they'd do that more as well. And Nolan, I guess Dave is going to acquiesce to some of the chance because coming up next, he bends the knee. They bring out the last stop. And this is our encore closer here, Nolan. The last stop from July 26, 1998. We received some suggestions mm. for the 2016 version. But we had to go to this 98 version, Nolan. Do you think, I think that that was the right choice? I think so. Uh, yeah, I like that we have a 98 song on here for sure. And uh, I mean, they brought it during this last stop. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to read. Yeah, we received a lot of suggestions for the 2016 version, uh, and that was actually the first time Last Stop had been played at SPAC since this 1998 show, which is pretty nuts that there was an 18-year gap for Last Stop at SPAC. But you know what? I don't want to hear any complaining <laughs> because we have gone through just absolute gems of songs and bust-outs from SPAC. So you know what? You guys don't have to have the best version of The Last Stop ever. It's not this one. It's not the 2016 one. It's probably one that me and Bruce saw. Um, oh, yeah. So that's fine. But, yeah, uh, this is still good. Yeah, it really is. Um, and, you know, we it was slim pickings for Last Stop here, people. You know, we had 2016 and 98, and this 98 one isn't the best. Um, I still like it more than the 2016 version. Um, Nolan, I think you pointed out, the outro isn't the best, um, you know, you, maybe it could be the tape quality as well, um, not being able to hear Roy, um, you know, mostly Boyd there dominating, but, you know, at yeah. 98, last stop, Dave's voice sounds great. Um, it's just, yes. you have to include it. So uh, there we go. I guess that wraps up the show, Nolan. I mean, end of the encore, right? Here we go. Thanks, SPAC. Appreciate it. But wait, there's more. If SPAC... SPAC is known for several things. Um, as Brad mentioned, the home of number 40. Yep, we'll, we'll call it that. It's also known for double encores, Bruce, <laughs> and that's exactly what we have here. It's also known for two-step chants, and uh, Dave, again, gives in to the crowd's demands. They want two-step, and you know what? He's going to give it to them. Yep. He bends the knee yet again. The crowd just overwhelms him. They're trying to get on the bus. They're trying to get out of here. Two-step is being just screamed in the face of the band members. Dave's like, okay, geez. So from July 29th, 2002, yet again, we go into the two-step chance. They are well-known into two-step here from the same show. And um, Nolan, this was the came from right after that solo Dancing Nancy's. Um, and it was supposed to be Gravedigger every day as an encore, and instead it became Nancy's two-step. So I think a um, oh. little bit better decision there for a night two closer, don't you think? Yeah, just just a little bit. Um, you know what? Why don't we hear it straight from the horse's mouth, Brad? I don't know you, but I appreciate all of your input. 
a moment that defines the history and high-energy crowd of SPAC. On paper, the encore that night was supposed to be Gravedigger into every day. Hmm. We already know Gravedigger gets switched to solo Nancy's, and after Dave strums the everyday chords for a solid minute as the SPAC crowd chants for two-step, the band pauses to discuss as a frenzy goes over the crowd of what might just happen. Boyd then plucks his violin, and the crowd goes wild for this crisp version as DMB gives the SPAC crowd what they want. Something not done often, if at all, back in those days. You know, this is not this is not your Dave Matthews at Red Rock saying, we play what we want after the Halloween chants. This is Dave saying, okay, yeah, you guys are great. Here you go. <laughs> and this is a fantastic version. Uh, once I... Once we got to the jam and I heard the uh, Butch start tickling the ivories there on the piano, I was like, oh, great. There's going to be another 10 minutes of snooze fest. But no, I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. This packs a punch, and it's because of Carter. Carter's like, nah, we're not playing this one slow. And he gets into it, and he just attacks Butch with his drumsticks. He attacks. Metaphorically. <laughs> yes. That is hilarious. Um, he absolutely does. They crush this outro, and it's just such a good version. It's very tight. Um, lots of energy there. It was a good Butch solo. Um, you know, Carter kind of driving it there. It was just absolutely great. And just right on that last note of two-step Nolan, <sighs> they can't stop playing. The band just won't stop. Maybe it was Carter. Maybe it's just Carter that won't stop playing. And we're giving you a true SPAC double encore. This was pulled from one of SPAC's multiple double encores, and this is an Ants fake into Halloween from that same July 4th, 2015 show that we have uh, we have visited earlier in this episode. And here they go, Ants into Halloween, Nolan. Love it. It's so good. I mean, it's uh, it is a great way to end a show and uh not much else you can say about that this uh very jealous of the people that were at this show alex um but man the the show had everything and it's a perfect way to end it absolutely double encore let's go yeah for sure i mean not that it was enough for them to have played a full 40 cover a grateful dead tune have Bella join them for five songs, bust out Cry Freedom, amongst other things. They just had to give SPAC another double encore. They gave them one in 2013. That was the OG. They also used Halloween. <sighs> they just give them everything, Nolan. And they just gave mm-hmm. the SPAC crowd, all those fans, even more reason to brag about SPAC. Um, but this is the way that we conclude our ultimate SPAC show right here. Just as they concluded that show, we're concluding ours with this Ants fake into Halloween. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, boy. Mm. That was fun. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. It was a lot of fun. Lots of stuff packed in there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you happen to listen to us before listening to the show, go listen to it now. Let us know what you think. Um provide feedback you know if you don't like that format let us know if you love it want it more whoo it'll be some work but we'll be down to do that nolan that was fun dude um man i can't wait till we move on to the next pseudo summer tour already and i think you'll give us a little bit of details about that here in a moment but first we have to touch on 
just a couple of things, a couple of housekeeping items. Nolan, Dave performed his SiriusXM um, by request from home uh, set about a week or so ago. And did our song, You Never Know, get chosen? Nope. All right, well, whatever. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I'm going to go sit in the corner for a minute. Yeah, you know, I thought we had a shot, you know, throwing in Jude in in the video and everything and mentioning the podcast. And then I heard uh, some of the other requests that actually got chosen, and they were uh, a little bit more compelling uh, than than ours in terms of, you know, yeah, Black Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. um, people working as uh, healthcare workers in the fight against COVID nineteen, and yes, totally understand those requests. Don't understand the Samurai Cop one uh, <laughs> at all. That was that was fairly weak. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. Love the song, but nah, that's that's not one that you request uh, in this setting. But you know what? Dave delivered. Uh, I thought half the songs were absolutely epic. Loving Wings on the electric guitar, Cry Freedom on the electric guitar. Yes. And then, I mean, Gray Street with the third verse, Money. Yeah, shout out to the lady who uh, requested that and then made sure to request the third verse. That was awesome. So awesome. And cap it all off with the first ever Dave Solo Pig. It was glorious. Absolutely. Um, That Cry Freedom, one of the best Dave vocal performances I can remember. Um, That was awesome. Um, A great boa in there as well. Best of what's around. Um, And Pig, Nolan, I mean, oh, man. When he started that, I was like, huh, what? They didn't even play the uh, request for that. So I don't know where that came from or who requested it. Like, thanks. I want to know. I want to buy that person (laughs) a beer or whatever send them a t-shirt i don't know um yeah (sighs) yeah a little disappointed that we didn't get our you never know but that's okay um maybe we'll get to request the song later or get to speak to dave later (laughs) something like that that is perfectly fine uh that was a cool thing for them to do and i kind of hope we get more of that from the sirius xm channel um and Yeah. yeah the videos are up uh, now, Nolan, go watch them. Um, that was cool to see. Um, and, you know, it's great to revisit that Cry Freedom mm, and that pig. Oh, yeah. Good find by Trish DMB. Shout out. And, Bruce, we have some uh, some more news in, re- in regards to the podcast and merch. We are working on T-shirts. They are going to be available very, very, very soon. So stay tuned and check out our social media because we'll be posting about it pretty frequently uh, here coming up. Yep, absolutely. Um, our, you know, the orders are about to go out for us to, you know, place the orders and then receive them. It'll be a couple weeks, um, but that'll be coming very, very soon in the pipeline. So keep your eyes peeled in Nolan. As we wrap up another pseudo summer tour week, let's give them just a little preview of where we'll be hitting next over the next couple weeks. Um, you know, we're gonna stay kind of in the SPAC region-ish up in that Northeast, and then we're gonna hit some of uh, more of our home venues, sort of thing. 
Yeah, next week be on the lookout. We will be hitting up Mansfield, Massachusetts, and Jones Beach, New York. And I have personally been to one of those venues, so that'll be exciting. And then we make a little southern swing, and we're going to touch on Virginia Beach. We're going to touch on Raleigh, Charlotte, and the ATL. Ooh. Bruce, we've we've you and I have been to concerts together at all four of those venues, so I think that's going to be one of my favorite episodes that we'll do coming up. But I'm not sure I can top this. Uh, I just want to say again, great job by you throwing together this set, two hours and fifty three minutes of just <laughs> epic, epic spack moments, and you may have heard a few of them playing in the background during this podcast but obviously you're not hearing it well enough you need to go listen to the full thing it's it's featured as like a bonus episode um with our podcast or you can listen to it on our soundcloud so check those out follow us on social media at gray street pod on instagram and twitter the corner of gray street podcast facebook page Email us at graystreetpod at gmail.com for any suggestions, tips, whatever you want to say. And uh, we'll be back at it next week, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. And again, stay tuned on to our social media for, you know, merch announcements and everything. Um, And absolutely, you know, Nolan, thanks for the kind words, but thank you for the help and for the suggestions and the just any support any and all support throughout all of that it was fantastic um we, i can't wait to do the next one and visit jones beach in mansfield and wherever else we go on this pseudo summer tour and wherever we do go we're gonna see you there because we'll see you next time on the corner of gray street <laughs>